Okay, welcome to episode 53 of the United Pubcast, one we're doing this evening online because it was an absolute scorcher in Sydney today, and to be honest, after this morning's game, the last thing me and Larry wanted to do was see each other and talk about the game, but um, we have worked up enough courage to try and dissect what happened. Um, That felt different, Larry. That wasn't just a disappointing loss or a sign of the times. That had a different feeling towards the end of the match. Yeah, I feel like the Grim Reaper's about to come down at Old Trafford. Um, and in fact, if you look at the Sydney sky at the moment, it's quite orange and gloomy. So it's either the apocalypse or the Grim Reaper is about to land in Manchester and call and enter someone's time there, unfortunately. Well, there's that That's photo. That's what it feels I, like. I think everyone's seen that photo. I personally don't like it. But um, like Old Trafford decaying. Like, it's not a real photo. It's photoshopped. But like Old Trafford sort of looked like it's been sort of bombed and sort of decaying. Have you seen that photo? Oh, where it's like turned into rubble. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's so accurate like in terms of a metaphor. It's, um, the feeling wasn't anger when those two goals went in this morning. It was just, it was like a sadness. Like you don't want to get emotional about it, but God, you just felt sad when it was happening. Like there was just no excitement in the game. It was just what is happening to this club. Yeah, you know what? Maybe this is a bit in poor taste, but it feels like when you've got your your pet dog and you you've watched it grow up its whole life to be, you know, you, you'd send it to the park and feed it treats and go running around, and then old boy just can't get up like he used to. It, it was almost an I don't know, it's a horrible metaphor, but that's almost what it felt like, wasn't it? It's just the same old, and unfortunately, if nothing changes, nothing changes, and. I think it's just going to get worse, mate. I really do. You just look at how thin our squad is and the I games think, are coming. I think that's the thing. Then before we get in, we're going to get into the game now. But just before I was looking at some of the stuff regarding the debt and the Glazers and Woodward, etc. And I looked at when they when they took over in 2005 or something like 600 million pounds of debt they placed on the club. And while we look at the figures where they've taken about 1.5 billion out of the club, however, that that debt has only gone to down to about 400, 450 million. So if people think this is as worse as it's going to get, it's not because by the time that 400 million goes, if it's taken them this long to get that 200 million down, they're going to be taking 15 billion before they clear the debt. That's and scary. Only ta- it's, it's got this bad after taking 1 billion out. Imagine how it's going to be when they take 10, 15 billion out. And obviously they won't be around that long, or hopefully not that long, but I think for everyone saying this is as bad as it's going to get, they're in for a wake-up call because I think it's going to get a hell of a lot worse. But um, enough of that. I'm sure we'll talk about the Woodward and the Glazers in a little bit on the game. And I think there's only one place to start. Um, team selection comes through and Sir Philip Jones is starting at the centre of defence. Thoughts? Oh, mate. Well, I, I said this to you offline, didn't I? If I were to compare Phil Jones to anyone, it's, it's, the, kid, it's the kid who eats glue in, in primary school. Um, in fact, if I were to compare him to a cartoon character, and I'm certain I've said this on this podcast before, he's, he's the real-life version of Ralph Wiggum. He glues his head to his shoulder. <laughs> he's, he's always got his finger in his nose. When two guys are racing an apple and an orange, he's putting a banana down. That's Phil Jones. <laughs> uh, I'm trying not to laugh, but as you say, it's, a, it's quite accurate. And um, Look, in fairness to him, he didn't have a horrible game. Um, if you almost compare Harry Maguire, our new captain... And Phil Jones, I'd say maybe Phil Jones maybe edged it in terms of his performance, and that's nothing to write home about because Harry Maguire wasn't anything special. I thought it was one of his poorest games. But um, I think it's just the mood that it sets, and it sets 
sets the tone for the players, sets the tone for the crowd, sets the tone online when you're watching the match. When you see Phil Jones' name there, it's just... It's, it's, I don't want to say it's depressing, but it, it feels like it is. Well, he's an epitome of what, yeah, exactly. what's been wrong with the club, isn't he? I mean, you're talking about the only outfield player remaining from when Sir Alex was there. You know, now that Young's gone, he's the only player that, that's he? there. and He yeah. is, in fact, yeah. So you've only got De Gea left in the squad. Um, but, you know, I think De Gea is a good player, regardless of what you think of his form is at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, there's bigger issues, un- amazingly, than Phil Jones in our squad. But, yeah, to your point, he was better than Maguire. I thought, mate, I mean, look, there are things that I think we do have to put at the manager and the management team, but... Harry Maguire, like, for a captain to have put in the performance he put in, particularly in the lead-up to the first goal, I thought it was really poor. Like, he was just nowhere near shutting his man down. And if you're a, if you're a centre-back who lacks pace, you have to read the game well. And then he just did not do it. Well, yeah, 100% he's at fault for that goal. And I don't want to go back and kick Phil Jones while he's down. But the foul on halfway is just the most stupid foul. Like, he's not going to win the ball, and he just says, hey, I'm going to hit this guy as hard as I can in the back. And there's one thing you don't want to do against Burnley is give them an opportunity to float the ball into the box. And I, okay, Harry Maguire's at fault for the the last action of the goal, but it never sort of comes to fruition if Phil Jones doesn't do a Phil Jones on halfway. Well, I mean, in defence of Ollie, who did he really have? I, I mean, well, I know Eric, Bay. Eric Bay. Well, I mean, yeah, I would have said that, but like, you know, he's only played one full game in the 23s under his belt, and that's his only game of football in the last, what, 12 months? So it has to be close to 12 months, if not quite there. So I can you, understand that. Uh, yeah, I understand that argument, but if you're fit enough for the bench, you're fit enough to play. I mean, look, I, I want to see Bay in there, to be honest. I think Bay's better than Lindelof. What's happened with Lindelof anyway? Was he injured or what's um, happened? He caught there? the United bug, which every single player who drives into Carrington seems to get. He's showed up to training sick, so the doctor sent him home. They, they won't send anyone home with a broken back, but if you've got a sniffle or a cold, they'll send you home. Sounds about right. No, it sounds about right. Um, anything well, On the actual game, anything? Like, we touched on that goals, Harry Maguire's fault. You can argue Phil Jones as well. Um, oh, mate, there. what is there to say? I mean, the only bright spots, let me just put some positivity in here because I think a lot of this uh, isn't going to be positive, but um, again, Fred, I thought really good performance. Um, Brendan but, Williams. I think I think well. Fred and Matic. I think Matic as well. I thought he had a good game. Yeah, Matic. Look, Matic is good at what he's good at. But like you know, when you're talking about a midfielder progressing the ball forward, you know, there should only I think be one of those. A little bit too Fred and Matic next to each other. You just need one of them there to do that. I think mean, having both of them there sort of limits the team when they're going forward. Spot on. I, I think they work in a midfield three. If you had a Pogba, you know, on the left-hand side, and then you could balance between Fred and Pogba. But, yeah, I think as a two, obviously it's not a premiership winning midfield, is it? I mean, I, I'd argue it's not even a top-half Premier League midfield. Yeah. Well, Herrera, brilliant as always. Hmm. But, yeah, well, one thing just to, um, before we move on from the game, I think it's not important to touch on, but um, we're chasing the game 2-0. To, I, I, from memory, we were 2-0 down at the time. And to chase the game, Solskjaer brings on Luke Shaw and Jesse Lingard. And I just thought, you are doing yourself no favours there, Ollie. Why do it? Why? I mean, look, I agree with you, but if we're playing devil's advocate, he could see what was on the pitch was definitely not working. So, but you but know, it, it, was, it was very of... like for like. Like, 
that definitely wasn't working. So change the system because you, your best players are going to be on. You're not going to have your best players on the bench. So plan A is on the field. If that's not working, you're not going to bring worse yeah. players on to fix it. You're going to have to change the system. Yeah, that's valid. But I, I, again, I'd say he's just pure lack of options. Maybe he just doesn't feel. You know, he feels constrained. He doesn't really know what to do. Um, I got to say, uh, I don't want to pick on him too much, but you know, Martial wasn't quite at the races today. I, I thought with the little opportunity he had, he just took a little bit too long, which is not very. It's not something you associate with Martial, is it? He's normally the sharper, the sharper one. You know, in fact, if you're telling me who's the more natural finisher between Rashford, who's having an, a wonderful season, and Martial, I actually would have said Martial, but just wasn't there today. Well, I think Martial was very static. I thought he was sort of again. Don't want to blame him for the way United played. But I thought sometimes a lot of the players had the ball. Fred had the ball sometimes. I saw Dan James, one matter, had the ball on occasions looking for that movement up front. And Martial just sort of standing there saying, defeat, defeat, and that plays into Burnley's hands. So I think Martial in the whole game, he was very flat-footed, I thought. No, you're not wrong. Um, and look, th- that's the criticism of Martial, isn't it? It's, it's not his ability on the ball. He's brilliant. But unfortunately, he just doesn't have that work rate in him and you know, he does tend to press now. I, I don't know if it's a work rate thing or maybe it's just, you know, simply striker play. Just maybe, you know, he's got he's got a wonderful coach, um, at least in terms of what he did as a striker that he could learn off. But, he, yeah, he needs to work a little bit harder off the ball. Well, I think enough talking about the game, for God's sake. But we might as well address the elephant in the room. Both of us are big supporters. Well, not, not just supporters, but backers and defend Solskjaer a lot. And a lot of people have sort of almost the two sides to the debate, Ollie in versus Ollie out, etc. And a lot of people find themselves one or the other and go into war with the other side. But we're, I think, firm. If we're going to be in one of the camps, we're definitely in Ollie in. And I think both of us today, especially me, I don't want to say it, but just sack him. Sack him for his sake. Because like, I, d- I don't enjoy what's going to happen. Because fans are turning on him. Even the patient fans are starting to turn on him. And he doesn't deserve that. He's been hung out to dry by the Glazers. And it is only going to get worse. And he's going to look. He'll never ruin his legacy for me. Like the guy is a legend. He could come and he could shit on my doorstep, and he's still a legend to me. I, I don't mind. <laughs> but fans are turning on him, and I don't like that. So I just think before it gets any worse, sack him, get ready. It's not going to work. We know Pochettino is ninety-nine percent probably going to take the job in the summer. I don't know what the what the solution is now if we sack him, but I don't want it to get any worse for Solskjaer. So for me, I don't want to sack him, and I don't think it's the right decision at the moment because I don't think it's his fault. But I think just sack him. Yeah, I think it's time. Yeah, it's almost like you just want to put him out of his out of his misery, don't yeah. you? It's just it's not fair, is it? I mean, you just I, I don't know if you saw, but the interview he did with BBC. Um, I, I don't know if it was before or after the press conference, but. Just the way, like, that was a broken man. He's, like, this isn't just a coach of Manchester United. Like, this guy's a fan, you know. He loves the club just as much as we do, if not more, right? He played for the club. He, he tore he tore a muscle in his leg, was out for six weeks after he won us the Champions League. Um, yeah, like, I'm with you, mate. It really hurts to see. Um, is he the right man for the job? Look, if I'm, if I'm being honest, right, let's remove the emotion out of it. I, I, probably not, right? Probably not. But, but this was, and I agree. However, what yeah. is the job? Because we don't have a squad to go and win the Premier League. So his job isn't to win the Premier League. At the start of the season, after when we evaluated all the squads, a lot of us probably didn't have United making the top four. So is his job to make the top four? There's, we can pick five or six teams who have better squads. So I always come back to what's his job? 
because everyone's saying, oh, he's not doing this, he's not doing that. Well, in my opinion, his job's sort of a lot dirtier than that. He has to sort of, I don't want to say restructure the club because that's not his, that's the director of football, that's Ed Woodward's job sort of thing, which he's obviously not doing. But um, I think his job is to restore that culture, and it's a very boring sort of topic, but I think it's important, and it's a dirty job, but it needs doing. And I don't think his job is to, obviously, we do need to make the top four, etc., and we'd want to try and win a trophy. But when you look at the quality we have in our squad, I don't, I don't think it gives, us, gives him a platform to do that. 100% agree with you, and that's the yell yeah, I have. I mean, my criticism of him is his lack of adaptability. Um, when things are going wrong, he doesn't seem to change the formation. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, if you just look at what we do have available, for me, it's a 4-3-3. But, you know, again, he hasn't had his... Only world-class player has played less than 10 games for him this season. Um, his highest goal scorer is now out. McTominay, who's arguably our best defensive midfielder, would you agree with that? He's, he's yeah. out injured. Like, what do you do? I, I don't think any manager does better with what he has, but in saying that, there are definitely things where I'm watching the game and I'm just saying, mix it up. We're getting overrun in midfield. And it's like, if you're that, that, That's my it, criticism, I think, in terms of... Because I definitely can't criticise him. I'm sitting there watching the TV, absolutely fuming inside. It's his persistence to stick with what's not working, which you mentioned before, with what's sort of not working. And I think, um, I think the fear of change is thinking, well, if I change it here, instead of going 2-0, I could lose 3-0, etc. So I think he's really scared of that type of scenario happening. Because um, I think that game against Everton last year really hurt him, the 4-0. So, um, and look, that does come down to a managerial trait. If he does have that fear, that's something, I don't want to compare him, but that's something that maybe Pep Guardiola and Sir Alex Ferguson didn't have. They didn't have that fear, and that's what made them sort of great managers. Solskjaer maybe doesn't have that. And um, it's unfair to compare him to those two, etc., or compare him to the best in the world. But um, that is a definite criticism, the way he, as you mentioned, sort of doesn't react and doesn't sort of... So almost his adaptability. But, um, yeah, I think it's sad that it's got to this stage because both of us, and I think a lot of our listeners as well, um, will we'll never disrespect Solskjaer, etc., but... It's getting to that stage now where even the patient fans are starting to turn on him and it's sad to see and that's why I think just pull the trigger now. However, when you pull the trigger now with, what, a couple of days ago, less than a week to go in the transfer window, what do you do? Well, it'd be the perfect PR storm for the Glazers, wouldn't it? It should just be like, oh, transfer window's closing. What can we do to shut this up? You know what? Maybe they'll just wait for the transfer window to close because imagine, right, like United fans will be raging. So what can they do to throw a distraction at us? Get rid of the manager. And then, oh, Ollie's gone. That's what we're going to focus on. Mate, I'm telling you, those chants in the ground today, I haven't seen anything like that. I mean, I was, how, I was like, what, 10 years old, 2005? I remember parts of that. And then you look at 2010 as well. Like, it's getting back to that. The atmosphere at Old Trafford looks like it's getting toxic. And I don't know about you, but I don't recall a crowd emptying out. Like, we're talking yeah, the 80th minute, right? Like, this isn't 88th, 89th minute. Like, 83rd minute. Like, half the stadium's gone, like, if not more. I haven't seen it like that. And the chance against the Glazers, like, it's coming through your TV screen. And now I'm telling you, if it gets worse, I, I don't think this one... Like, they can sack the manager all they want, but I don't think there's any getting out of this one. But again, like, who's going to get rid of him? Like, but, just... but let, Let's say all, all the credible... Oh, credible. Who knows if they're credible or not? But let's say Pochettino is going to take the job in the summer. He has no interest in taking over in the middle of the season. He wants to come in with a fresh transfer window with a whole heap of cash and a clean slate pre-season training. So he's not going to... They sack Solskjaer today. 
Pochettino is not going to take the job. You then bring in, a, let's say you bring in a caretaker. You bring in Michael Carrick or, I don't know, let's say Laurent Blanc, etc. What do you think is going to happen? He's going to win his first 15 games. And what do you think Ed Woodward will do? <laughs> Carrick's at the wheel. And they'll give him a new contract. I don't think that'll happen because for how good that run was, our squad is definitely weaker now. Um, so if you're just looking at it purely from the, like the squad that's available, right? You're only as good as the players you have. Now the squad is weaker now than it was last season. And it's like Herrera was such a major part of what Oli was doing when he came in. And I think people just forget that. Herrera's gone and there's no replacement. You, you've, you've replaced him with Donut Herrera. Uh, Herrera. Oh, Donut God, Herrera. Oh, Herrera wasn't he abysmal this morning. God, don't remind me. He got hooked Let's at half-time, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, and again, that's part of the issue. Like you've got, you had a more experienced team. You had Lukaku, who look, you can criticize his first touch all you want. What he did do is he put the ball in the back of the net. You know, PSG. Everyone remembers the penalties. You know, he scored the two goals before that. So remember yeah. Lukaku. You know what I mean? Like, look, he's not my favorite player. It was probably the time for him to go. But you can't forget the the place that these players did occupy in the squad, and they're not here anymore. So you can bring in whoever you want. You, if you don't have the players, you, it's not going to improve. Yeah, no, 100% agree. Um, well, that's the thing, okay. By the time people listen to this, I don't know if we're going to make a sign-in or one if is even going to be in his position as manager. Who knows what the club will do. But um, with, what is it now, the 23rd, almost the 24th of January, less than a week to go in the window, do you see any movement with Bruno Fernandes? Oh, I... Man, I want to say it's going to happen, but I mean, if you if you believe reports, I think it's 50-50. I really do. It just comes down to uh, are the Glazers and I would were going to bite up and just pay whatever sporting more. That, that's what it comes down to ultimately because you're, we're at a stalemate right now and you've even had um, Mendes come in and he's actually been trying to broker the deal and he's yeah. saying like it's in doubt because like United just won't budge and sporting won't budge or something's got to give. You know, and I think we're just really desperate at the moment. Like, look, I'm all for the club taking the high road, but they took the high road with Haaland and he scored a hat trick in his debut for Dortmund. There's a time to take the high road and there's a time to do what's right for the club. Well, I and saw, I think I saw the, the interview, an interview um, Mino Raiola did. He did in English. I don't know where he was, but he was, they sort of asked him about his quotes over the last couple of weeks and he just sort of addressed it, etc. And he answered it quite sort of professionally and think... My God, it's got to the stage where you compare Ed Woodward and Rayola, and Rayola looks the good guy now. Did did you see the interview? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> look, he's I don't think Rayola's a look. It's all a PR ploy, like you know. What I mean, he's got the cameras on him. He's got oh, to say yeah, what no, he's yeah, going to say. But look, at the end of the day, all right. Like we we look at it from a United perspective. We want what's best for the club. If we're looking at it from Rayola's perspective, he does what's best for his client. What's going to get my client the best deal and the most successful career? He, or everything he said's right. I want Pogba to play for a successful club. I want Pogba to win trophies. I want Pogba to want to be at the club he's at and I want the club to want what's best for the player. I want the club to be ambitious to match the ambitions of my player. He's saying all the right things. And I can't criticize the man for that. Do I think he's a scumbag? Yes, I do. Do I think he holds clubs to ransom and makes ridiculous deals and ridiculous amounts of money? Yeah, I do. But you know what? Power to him. He's doing his job well. That's why he's got not just Pogba. He's got uh, Verratti. He's got Zlatan. This guy's Haaland. He's got some serious talent. And it's because they know he's a, he's a good agent. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Well, is there anything 
left with, to touch on with Woodward and the Glazers? It's just depressing talking about, but is there anything... Well, I mean, look, look, mate, what's next? I think that's what something we should touch on because we've got... Okay, so we've got the FA Cup next. Um, we oh, don't God. know who we're Could you imagine Tranmere knocking us out? But by the time people listen to this, they'll know if we've got Tranmere or Watford. But my God, I almost fancy us against Watford more than I do Tranmere. I could just see it. Like, it's just written in the stars, isn't it? Oh. Tranmere knockout giants out of the FA Cup. Um, I think if that happens, he's gone. Um, but you know what? Okay, so we've got City... Uh, Thursday morning, well, for us, Thursday morning next week, is Ali in a job in seven days' time? That's my thing. Yeah. We're sitting down at the pub. City just kicked us out. What's happening with Ali? Yeah, God, I, I think the City one will come down to the manner of the defeat. Oh, oh God, look, look, I'm already predicting a loss. But I think we're almost out of it. You compare that as a tie. You sort of look at it as a tie sort of thing over two legs. We are pretty much out. So I think you don't want a valiant defeat. You never want to go in and be proud of a loss. But um, I think we've almost were at that stage. I just because I've sort of accepted that Pochettino is going to be the manager come May or come June. I've accepted well sacking Ollie now, bringing a caretaker is not going to change anything. Not going to fix anything. We're not in a relegation battle, so we don't need anything to survive. Um, I would stick with Solskjaer. In saying that, ten minutes ago I said sack him. But that is just for his own own well-being and sort of my health as well because I hate seeing people sort of dig him out. But in terms of a football point of view, I would stick with him until Pochettino takes over, if Pochettino is happy to wait um, until the end of the season, which it looks like. But um, as I said, with Woodward and the Glazers, who knows? By the time people are listening to this, um, Solskjaer might be back in Norway managing Mulder. Oh, you know what's scary? I don't even think... Uh... I don't even know if Pochettino is the man, you know. And that's and that's assuming everything around him is perfect. You know, you've got the perfect infrastructure, the best best in class in recruitment, a director of football who knows what he's doing and is given the keys to the club to have perfect football operations. Even with all those things, I still wouldn't know if Poch is the man for the job. But look, man, we're, we're going to keep, keep reviewing it. We'll keep giving honest opinions and sensible opinions because that's what we do so let's just hope for the best get behind the team and we'll see what happens Sunday hey yeah for non-sensible opinions please go on to Twitter there's plenty of them <laughs> um, actually speaking of Twitter we will go to um, the Twitter comments on the Twitter page follow us at United Pubcast so UTD Pubcast um, Moyes not David Moyes but Moyes from Sydney actually, we should get him on the podcast he's re- really good really knowledgeable um, he said with no structure no plan in place is it safe to assume the best interest of the owners thereby united lies in qualifying for the top four have we become dare I say the new Arsenal and that's right thank god who is worse as bad as we are Arsenal are in 10th well you know what? I, I could see just simply because of the lack of depth we have, I could see it being a, you know, it's going to be like 2003 again, but instead of battling for first <laughs> place, we're battling for first plus the zero that comes after the one. Yeah, he finishes in the top half of the table. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, but um, it, 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 look, there are similarities, but there's a lot, a lot of difference as well. I don't think you compare us to Arsenal, but in terms of the fall, it is like, because they obviously had their fall. Because when did they last win the league? Was it? Yeah, was it two thousand and three? No, two thousand and two. Yeah. Or, or the Invincibles 03, 04, Yeah, two thousand three was the Invin- Invincibles. So you, you look that how long that would have been the last those. one. And, and and we still we still look at Arsenal as this big club, but is this big club who hasn't won the league? But you know, it's coming on to two decades soon. 
sort of thing. And um, so the, the comparisons are definitely there with Arsenal. I think it's a different situation, but in terms of the sort of the steep decline both clubs are on or have been on. I mean, yeah. Arsenal don't spend money. I mean, we've spent money, but it's just been in the wrong areas. And look, our owners bought the club on debt. But look, that, yeah, you can't compare, but I can understand the comparison. Yeah. Um, also, another um, tweet from a guy. Um, his name is hashtag Glazers Out. Um, he's from Melbourne. He said, just stumbled across the page. Look forward to the podcast. So um, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. It is an absolute um, horror show, though. It's not a positive podcast. So hopefully next week is more enjoyable for you. But thank you for tuning in. Um, his Twitter handle is what's for underscore T underscore Matty D. You go onto the Twitter page, you'll find him. Um, another tweet from Dunko MUFC at Dunko underscore P. Um, he put a to-do list. Number one, sack Woodward ASAP. Number two, bring in a director of football. Number three, give Ollie three sign-ins to the end of the next season to qualify for the Champions League. Number four, if we don't qualify, sack Ollie and bring Pochettino in or something similar. And number five, for the director of football to start restructuring the club, which I think is pretty much bang on, which I think everything there should happen and potentially will happen, except the number one, sack Ed Woodward. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> um, because he's going to have to sack himself, which... I you know how people say Woodward is, uh, you know, a, a brilliant businessman? You know what, mate? Like, I want to debunk to... that. Can we debunk that? Like, seriously, like, United were that successful. I mean, I could have sold United. I could have sold United. Man, selling United the way we were, right? Like, you're talking about the most successful club in England, one of the most successful clubs in world football, one of the richest clubs, if not the richest club at the time in world football. Man, I could go up to anyone and say, do you want to put your name on the back of our shirt or on the front of our shirt? Sorry. Yep, I'm in. How much do you want? I, I want 500 million. Deal. Sign it off. Like, it's not hard to sell a, a winning... Like, it's like selling... You know what it is? Selling United when Fergie was in charge is like selling a pizza to a fat kid trying to diet. It is <laughs> dead easy to do. Have you been selling pizzas, have you? I haven't, but, you know, uh, maybe I should hit up Mino Rayola. That's his background, isn't it? Yeah, it is, too. Yeah. It's actually got a very interesting story, uh, Rayola, in terms of that pizza restaurant or his pizza business. Um, but also, on to the last tweet from Troy, a guy I used to play football with, very good player, at Troy Sell on Twitter. Glazers need to go as soon as possible. The club will only continue only continue to decline as long as they're, as long as they're in. Let's get behind Ollie and the lads. One hundred percent agree with you, Troy. But <laughs> gee, like we'll always be behind Solskjaer, won't we? Well, that, that's that's the thing. We are, and he's right. But I think a lot of people aren't. And it, well, we can say, oh, that's sort of just a, a loud minority sort of thing that aren't behind it. But I think it's becoming more than a minority. Like so many people are just taking their frustration wrongly out on Solskjaer. But that's the case. Like you look at big sort of influences, you know, whether you call them influences or people with big platforms, you there's not Goldbridge going on and on and on. And he's talking to what, 500,000 people? And I'd say 500,000, I'd say 300,000 are sort of young kids. And that's sort of, they're brought up believing that, that that's the way you support. So just sort of be critical of everything and criticise and not sort of hold any responsibility to what you're saying. And that's sort of the next generation of fan, which will just throw any legend under the bus if we lose a couple of games. So 100% we're behind him, but I think a lot of people aren't behind him, which is sad, which is why, again, I think sack him. Just put him out of his misery and put me out of my misery because I don't want to see him go through it. All right. Memo to Edward Woodward, sack 
Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer because Tom can't take it anymore. I can't take Noted. it. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Um, anyway, hopefully, um, when's the game? Sunday. So Monday morning our time hopefully is a little bit more positive when we discuss our thumping exit to Tranmere in the FA Cup fourth round. Um, nothing else to add this week, is there, Larry? I mean, I'd say let's do three, two, one. No, no, I don't want to. Don't want to touch on the game. We touched on that. Move on. Unless there anyone is there anyone you're desperate to? Uh, no, that's fine. Yep, Wrap that's it up good. there. <laughs> um, again, thank you everyone for listening. Hopefully, all the audio came through today. As we said, it was just too hot to um, both meet up today at the pub. Um, an absolute nightmare in Sydney. Um, so we did this online. Hopefully, the audio comes through. But I'm sure. On the weekend, we'll find a spot to discuss the FA Cup at the pub over a beer. And um, again, thank you everyone for listening. Make sure you follow on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and all that. And we seem to have fixed the Spotify issue. So all our podcasts are back up on SoundCloud, iTunes and Spotify. So I'll make sure you subscribe on those. So if you're um, just on your phone, it pops up when the latest one's out. Because we are pumping these podcasts out now aren't we Larry what episode was this 53 53 yeah oh, getting God, there. we're getting there um we'll think of something to do for our um number 100 with 50 we did that little special one with Bozza so um we'll make sure we have Ed Woodward on for number 100 oh jeez can we kick him while we're recording <laughs> we'll make that a, li- a live video feed that one <laughs> um okay so thank you again everyone for listening and we will chat to you after the FA Cup fourth round cheers Cheers.